Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? We are having fun talking week 13 NFL football, college football playoff implications coming up as part of championship weekend in college football as well. It's Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Gabe Knights along with Shea Cornett filling in for the guys. And ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Also had a game last night in the NFL where the Bills prevailed over the New England Patriots 24-10. to And that's where we start with our guest, ESPN NFL analyst Herm Edwards. Herm, thank you for the time, and and let's go ahead and go back to last night's where the Pats did fall to the Bills. Mac Jones, visibly frustrated on the sideline because he seemingly wanted to take more shots down the field, didn't want to dink and dunk it, thought they needed some chunk plays. As a former head coach, how would you handle that when your quarterback erupts a little bit like that on the sideline? Well, obviously, you know, one thing you have to say is that he's, he's involved in the game and, and he wants to, to do more. But with that being said, uh, I think when you watch this offense play, it has some restrictions to it. Right. And um, the best player is a runner. Stevenson. I mean, he, he's the best player. And mm-hmm. the problem is when you fall behind like that and you get into a lot of third and long situations, you expose your offensive line a little bit and you expose the quarterback. And that's kind of what the game was really turned out to be. Um, you know, this is a, a team right now is led by their defense and where they can methodically move the ball and take some shots every once in a while. And I thought for the most part they were doing that. But then when the Bills obviously got a two-score lead, the game changed, and that's where the problem comes. Uh, offensive coordinators are, 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 are important. Obviously, the way Coach Belichick decided to run this offense, I think that's hurt the quarterback some. I think he'll, he'll look at that after the season ends and figure out, you know, how can we make this offense work? Because he's a talented player, but um, last night it kind of exposed what they are when they fall behind. So, Coach, do you think that is the reason that we've seen this offense not be better than it's been in years past? Is it because of the offensive coordinator situation or the lack of uh, one voice in Mac Jones' ear? Like, what do, you, what do you think the problem is here with this offense? You just said it, one voice. And I think all those coaches are, are good coaches, um, but you need one voice to the quarterback. And, and, and right now, I, I think, you know, they're, they're kind of putting this offense together and, and they're trying to, you know, they're, they're trying to do what's right to win games, obviously. But you can tell the frustration of the quarterback is, is starting to mount. And I think with that being said, uh, you know, coach will look at that after this season and decide he might need to go in a different direction. Talking with ESPN NFL analyst Herm Edwards here on Canty and Garland, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Gabe Neitzel, Shea Cornette, in for the guys. So with Bill Belichick, how do you think he's been handling this situation, and how do you think he's going to handle it going forward? You said it's so important to have that one voice. Do you think that's something he ends up eventually addressing? 
I do. I mean, you know, he's, he's going to go down as one of the better coaches in, in, in football history. And I think he's watching this thing unfold. And, uh, you know, when you look at it, you, that's the one thing about the season. You reevaluate, obviously, what you've done offensively, defensively, and special teams. And you say, hey, how can I get better? This is their quarterback right now. And I, I think we've seen him the previous week. You know, he was, he was pretty good. Play action passing, throwing the ball. Stevenson was running well. The defense played well, but last night they were they were playing a different team. Look, the Buffalo Bills are better than the New England Patriots. Yeah. Let's make no let's don't let's don't get that story twisted. But I thought the Buffalo Bills, the way they played last night, was a little bit different, right? You saw the quarterback not being so so heavy head heavy headed and and trying to throw balls down the field all the time. He started taking the check down last night, which was good. They ran the ball. They ran the ball actually more than they threw the football. And that's a new – that's kind of a, a new way of, of – we didn't see that a lot with the Buffalo Bills. This quarterback is very talented. But last night was a good sign for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, for they sure. showed that they could play an offense where we're going to just take what you give us. We're not going to try to force the ball. They did great in the red zone. That's where this quarterback has struggled. Um, you know, three times in the red zone, they score three times. So this is a Buffalo Bills team you look at now, going on the road. Uh, you might have to win games like they won last night. No doubt. And obviously it felt like we were just seeing a similar copy to what we saw from the Bills when they played the Patriots last season in in the postseason. Coach, let's go to a game um, this weekend on Sunday. It's Jets and Vikings, Mm. and there's a lot of different directions we could go with this. Are the Vikings actually for real? I still have no idea, but I'm going to focus on the Jets here who are going on the road, obviously, with Mike White under center, I guess for the foreseeable future. Do you think it's possible that we see the same – version of Mike White that we saw a week ago that led this Jets offense into a victory? <laughs> you're, you're, you're hopeful. I think if you're a Jet fan, uh, and obviously if you're a head coach, you're hopeful, right? Because if it doesn't, then all of a sudden, what happens now? Right. You bring back Wilson, and you, you, you really don't want to have to do that. You would prefer going with Mike White and let him go ahead and just play the game he needs to play, let their defense play well and find your way into the playoffs because they are a playoff team right now. They play a Viking team that you know that, that, that plays pretty good. I mean, they're, they're a good football team. A lot of people don't give them enough credit. They won nine games, and people are still questioning the Vikings, and I think we, we always go back to one position, right, when you talk about the Vikings as the quarterback. And for some reason, we don't have trust in Kirk Cousins. We think, when is it going to happen, right? <laughs> All he keeps doing is winning. And good for him. He's run out of dances and run out of things to do. But I think this Viking team is, is, is a really good football team. Coach, we certainly appreciate the time and hope you enjoy watching all the great college and NFL football we've got on tap this weekend. Yeah, it's a great month for football. There's no doubt about that. See you, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Thank so, you. ESPN NFL analyst Herm Edwards joining us here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Game Dance along with Shea Cornett. And where do you stand on the Vikings? Are you a believer in the Minnesota Vikings? You ask the question to coach. Where do you stand, Shay? Oh, this isn't. See, Gabe, Gabe and I live in the NFC North land. Um, <laughs> and so me being more of a Bears person, you being a Packers person, this is a fun question for both of us, isn't it? Um, I, I have a hard time. Look, they have a very talented roster, maybe one of the best wide receiving cores in the National Football League. And obviously we know what Dal- Dalvin Cook could do. On the offensive side of the ball, there is no shortage of weapons and talent. Um, I think it's sometimes lazy analysis to be like, but then there's Kirk Cousins who can't seem to win prime time. But 
it just is true. Like whenever I feel like you need to look to Kirk Cousins to be the hero when it matters most, be that in a primetime situation or in the fourth quarter or whatever it is, I've yet to see him be that person. And so for me, I, I'm not a believer yet. Um, again, I think they have so much talent and that is why their record is what it is. But I haven't seen them play an opponent where I'm like, okay, they have the better record. They have the better roster. They should go out and look like it. I haven't seen that yet. So, no, I don't fully believe in the Vikings. I don't know what else they need to do to prove it to me, truly. Because even if they go out and they whip some butt this weekend against the, the Jets, I'm still going to be like, yeah, but the Jets and Mike White. And, like, I'm still going to make excuses. I don't know what they need to do to show me that they are who the record says they are. I'll tell you, you? I'm, I'm with you where I don't think they can prove it to me because they had their opportunity to prove it to me. And they got beat forty to three at home by the Cowboys. But oh, like, the I Cowboys. can't unsee that. I thought you, uh, that, and and then the Eagles game. That's what I'm saying. Like that in the Eagles game, and then in the Buffalo game where it came oh. down to the wire and the Vikings actually won on the road. I was like, okay, maybe I should start. But I'm like, this game was so close. But, but and like they needed was... the catch of the year from Justin Jefferson. It was a fantastic catch. Yep. And then they still needed Josh Allen to fumble on the goal line. Like that's yep. what they needed to win that I agree. game. I agree. And, and Everything so had to fall hard. in place. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to believe in this Vikings team. I just haven't seen a moment like the Heisman moment or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I haven't seen the moment from the Vikings that makes me be like, "Yep, Super Bowl caliber." No, not there. Yeah, and since it's Canty and Carlin, we can run through the schedule, and they just don't have anybody <laughs> there. If you look at the schedule, they, there's just nobody there where they're going to. Yep. You know, if like if they had a game against the 49ers, one of these teams, it's going to be in the playoffs and be at, in the end, presumably in the NFC, where they can prove it. And like, yep, they're going to be there at the end. They just don't have that prove it game left. So that yeah. they, that's why I guess I'm just never going to believe in the Vikings. Until right? They've blown the they ones pr- that they had the pr- prove it games against. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Until they prove us wrong, I guess. Yep. Maybe that's just us being bitter Packers and Bears fans. But maybe yeah. that <laughs> possible. Maybe. I'm not gonna. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm going to pretend it's not, but if you want to pretend it is, you can do that. The best <laughs> fan of the month is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of a nice, cool Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Speaking of college football, we're going to switch some gears and talk some of that coming up next. Could we see a shakeup with the final college football playoff rankings that are going to yes, be released on sir. Sunday? Yes, we'll discuss next. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Shea Cornett, filling in for the guys, getting ready for what's going to be a fun 24-plus hours of college football with the championships coming up, and it all begins tonight with the Pac-12 championship with number 4 USC taking on number 11 Utah. That game can be heard right here on ESPN Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And it seems like the top two teams are pretty much solidified with the last two undefeateds in uh, Georgia and Michigan. And those games, the the spreads are 16-plus points in both of them. So the two vulnerable teams seemingly are TCU and USC. But Courtney Cronin was on Spain and Fitz yesterday. And, well, she kind of wants the top four of the college football playoff to remain the same. If you look at 12 games of the sample size that the CFP committee has to work on, and they clearly think USC, an 11-1 USC team, has proven itself worthy of a playoff spot, more so than Ohio State and Alabama, then I don't think it's fair going into this weekend when they play Utah in the Pac-12 championship to ask them to play a 13-game, 13th mm. game to like prove you belong in the top four. So... I, I think that punishes them for winning their division and playing a conference title game. It's It would be different if Ohio State and Alabama had to play a 13th game this weekend as well. But I want this to stay the way it is because I don't think it would be just to the rest of the teams in the CFP if you're just wait basically waiting on a TCU or a USC yeah. to lose to put the other two in for consideration. Look, Shay, I understand where Courtney's coming from there, talking about like the fair – but. I mean, college football hasn't been fair, I don't know, since I've been alive. It's it just, you got the haves, you got the have-nots. And I understand, okay, so you have this extra data point, and it count, certainly can count against a team like USC, like TCU, because they have so much on the line trying to get to the college football playoff. But at the same time, we can't ignore the game. Like, we can't just go, oh, these are like bowl games, they don't really matter, go ahead, decide whoever your conference champ is with these championship games and make all your money off of them, but we're not going to really count it when it comes to the college football playoff. It seems a little unfair, sure, but you can't just ignore them. Yeah, so Courtney and I debated about this very topic because she brought it up on this very show, Canty and Carlin, two days ago, and I I wholeheartedly disagree with her. I mean, let's look at the NCAA tournament because let's keep it on the college level, for example. And while we're always going to argue about the last two teams to get in, whether it's 65 and 66 or it's – uh, or 35 and 36, what am I saying? Or it is, you know, 5 and 6 or expands to 13 and 14. It doesn't matter. We're going to argue about it. But, like, 
look at our conference championships or conference tournaments, I should say, in college basketball. I'm a Big Ten girl, and so, like, those games matter. Even though you have a full sample size of the season to work with, those games matter. Your star player gets hurt and you get bounced in the first game of your conference tournament. Sorry, you probably aren't making the field if you were on the bubble. Therefore, you go on and win it. Well, win it's an automatic bid, obviously. Or you get close to winning it like you might be in. That's how sports works. Look at last year, for example, and the Colts and the Jags in that last game of the regular season. All the Colts had to do was win and get in. They had more talent. They were the better team all year long. And they obviously fell so incredibly short. That was two years ago, I believe now. But nonetheless, you catch my drift. That is what sports is. And it's not always fair. And sometimes it comes down to one game, one play, one player. But that's why we love sports. That's why it's drama. And so for me, there's no other reason for us not to use these games, albeit maybe unfair because not not every team that's in the top six of the CFP has to compete in it. It, it, it is what it is. And I remember TCU getting penalized for not having a conference championship game. Yep. Now they're in the conference championship game. So if you lose and then you're, you know, going to have to wait and hold your breath on Sunday, that's your problem. Like that's yeah, I, the way the cookie crumbles. I have zero issue, zero issue with these teams. I mean, cause TCU and USC, I would say right now are tier behind Michigan and Georgia. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Those are the two bubble teams. Those are the two with the most on the line when they play their conference championship games tonight and tomorrow, which, of course, you both can listen to on ESPN Radio Pac-12 championship game tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow at noon Eastern, you can check out that Big 12 championship right here on ESPN Radio. But I don't have a problem with that. Okay, go prove it. You think you're a good – if you're good enough to be in one of these final four spots in the college football playoff, go out and prove it and beat a team – that's in the top 11 in Utah, beat a team that's in the top 10 in Kansas State and show us that you belong on that same field as Georgia and Michigan when we have to play these bowl games at the end of December. Yeah, I agree with you. I I, I think, and and let's go to the four in the CFP right now game, and let's really look at this. Okay, so tonight, obviously, we're going to see USC. There's not a lot of margin for error for them. They need to essentially win to get in. Otherwise, you've got other teams that are going to be breathing down their neck, right? Yep. The TCU, I think if they lose by a close margin, they still have an argument to be in the top four because essentially who are you going to put in, right? Where if they lose by a big margin, we're having a completely different conversation. If you look at Michigan, they're going up against Purdue, not ranked, a Purdue team that's not ranked. And if Michigan stubs their toe, only loses by a field goal, let's say, I still think they're in the top four. But if they get blown out for some reason by Purdue, this is why we play the games. You never know what's going to happen. Again, I think we're having a conversation. The only team that I think is truly safe in this top four, whether they win, they lose, they get blown out, it don't matter, is Georgia. It's the only team that I think is completely safe with an L, be it close or big. Do you disagree? I I just kind of feel like Michigan's there. The way that Michigan and Ohio State played all year, being undefeated, beating Ohio State the way that they did, and for Ohio State to still be that number five team, they've got as an impressive resume as anybody else. So I I think that maybe it's just because I I have a hard time picturing Michigan losing in blowout fashion to Purdue. I agree. So even if they lose by a field goal against the Boilermakers, to me, some wonky things happened in that game that the committee is certainly going to overlook. So I think those two teams, to me, one and two in Georgia and Michigan are safe. And TCU, I, I don't, I mean, if TCU, even if it's a close game, I think that Ohio State or Bama have a great chance to sneak in ahead of TCU. 
Um, I, I was I, I still really like this Alabama team. I know they're probably not going to make the college football playoff at this point, but I think that they deserve to be ahead of Ohio State because you cannot get embarrassed by a rival by 22 points at home when Bama's lost two games by a total of four points, both on the road, both by, you know, last and both earlier place. And both earlier in the season. Like, this yeah. is recency bias here we're talking about. We just saw Ohio State get their butt kicked. It's yeah. different. And I just want to go back to my point about Michigan because I just want to clarify. If it's a close game, I agree with you. I think they're in. I think it's it's got to be a blowout situation where they're embarrassed by Purdue where we're going to have a conversation. But I think you're right. I think the lowest they would fall is probably four regardless. So one and two mm-hmm. are probably locked up. But I, I, I truly think the only team that's really safe – is Georgia, and, and Georgia is playing against a ranked team, obviously, in LSU. So, anyways. And still this favored weekend, by 17 and a half. Yeah, I know, which is crazy. Anyways, this weekend, though, is just so much fun. And as a reminder, Heather is the one, when I talked to her the other day, Heather Dinich, who covers the CFP and college football for us, and does such a great job here at Radio TV. She does it everywhere. She pointed it out to me. She was like, you know, this we have to keep this in mind, too, when it comes to the committee and the way they're looking at these games. This is the only weekend where this entire committee watches these games together in the same room where they're feeding off each other's energy. They're seeing things that they are watching live together. And that's Friday, that's Saturday, and obviously we get decisions on Sunday. And that is the only reason why I think these four teams have the best shot at staying put at where they are at because the other teams aren't playing. They're not watching them, right? So, like, it's so much easier to be like, well, Michigan did X, Y, and Z well in a loss as opposed to being like, let's just throw Ohio State in when we haven't seen them play this weekend. You know what I mean, Gabe? Yeah, no. Makes 100% sense. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to support veterans and small businesses with their annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, helping veterans move their lives forward since 2013. Learn more at Keys to Progress. Dot com. Coming up next, how much Jordan is Jordan Love going to see the field down the stretch for Green Bay? Well, Aaron Rodgers weighed in. You're going to hear it next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? 
Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Gabe Nigel, Shake Cornette, in for the guys this afternoon. You can join this conversation. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Uh, Shay is at Shay Pepper. I am at G Nigel 16. And we're representing the Midwest. <laughs> we're representing the Midwest today on Canty and Carlin. I am in Wisconsin. Uh, Shay originally from the Midwest. She's a big Bears fan. I'm a Packers fan. So we're going to take a little bit of time and, and talk about Aaron Rodgers and the situation that the Green Bay Packers find themselves in. Because right now, Rodgers did not finish this past weekend's game at Philadelphia, had some rib issues after taking a couple of shots. And we also learned this past weekend that Aaron Rodgers has been playing with a broken thumb since the Packers week five game in New York, or excuse me, in London against the New York Giants. He, he suffered that in the final play, trying to throw a Hail Mary and he had a strip sack and he's been playing with the broken thumb ever since, maybe attributing to some of the struggles the Green Bay Packers have had. But there have been a lot of people clamoring, uh, not even just in Wisconsin, all over, for the Packers to figure out what they have in Jordan Love. He was their first-round draft pick back in 2020 before Aaron Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs. And the clock is ticking on his rookie contract. The Packers have to make a decision whether they want to pick up a nearly $20 million guaranteed fifth-year option as part of the rookie contract for Jordan Love. And it seems like Aaron Rodgers it has a say and whether or not Jordan Love is going to be playing because Aaron Rodgers wants to keep playing. Here's Rodgers talking about having an open mind uh, about playing time for potentially Jordan Love when he spoke at his, pre- at his locker room earlier this week. I'd love to finish the season out, and, um, but I understand you know, this is a business, and you know, there's a lot of us kind of older guys uh, who you know, play a decent amount or they might want to see some younger guys play. So, you know, hopefully we don't have to have that conversation. But if that conversation comes up, you know, I'll approach that with an open mind and, and uh, you know, without any bitterness or resentment. You know, obviously, like I said, I want to win out and, and we don't have to have those conversations. So, Shay, you hear Aaron Rodgers say that, and he's, he's open to having a conversation, presumably after the Packers are mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. But it still seems like... And if he doesn't want, if Rodgers wants to play, he's going to play. How do you feel about that when the Packers may have to try to figure some things out with Jordan Love behind him? That's a Packers problem. (laughs) That's not an Aaron (laughs) Rodgers problem. It's a Packers problem. You're the one that moved up to get him. You caused all this drama. And if you haven't seen what you need to see out of Jordan Love, that's a you problem. <laughs> that is not an Aaron. That is nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers getting paid, being the starting quarterback, being the type of personality it is. What he says is his locker. I could care less. That's not his job to figure out if you know what you've got in his backup at all. Furthermore, it would be foolish of the Green Bay Packers to give Jordan Love a fifth-year option. Maybe they'll do it as like, sorry for what we've put you through. Here's some money. I don't know, but. What I would do is is you got to prove it year. And if Rodgers plays, sorry, we might have to trade you or we might have to come up with another solution. But for now, we haven't seen enough out of you in the very small sample size, Jordan Love, to give you that fifth-year option. And that's unfortunate for you. And I think he was dealt a very bad hand going to the Green Bay Packers because you have a two-time, recently, a consecutive year's two-time MVP. And now this year he's gotten a little more playing time. But again, you haven't seen enough. I actually, for for as much criticism as I could give Aaron Rodgers week in and week out, and you know, Gabe, I'll give it. This I actually, <laughs> this I don't mind. 
I agree with him. I, yeah. And everything he's – of course he wants to win out. He's a competitor. And this Green Bay Packers, these, this team wants to go to the postseason. And if they get out eliminated and he doesn't feel like he's fully healthy, then, yeah, go ahead. Put him in. I've already gotten paid. What do I got to lose? I know that I'm better than him as a quarterback. That all makes sense to me. But this, this like, blaming Rodgers because he doesn't say the right things as it pertains to Jordan Rodgers is dumb, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it doesn't – look, the Packers did – as you said, the Packers did this to themselves, A, by drafting Jordan Love, but then – they kind of seemingly made their decision on Jordan Love when they decided to give Aaron Rodgers this yep. three-year, $150 million contract extension during the offseason. They didn't have to do that. If they had something, much like when the Packers knew they had something in Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre decided to retire, and they're like, yeah, okay, Brett, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll trade you away. We think we're okay with Aaron Rodgers. If they had an inkling that Jordan Love was ready to be that guy, they don't sign Aaron Rodgers to a three-year, $150 million extension. They don't set it up where... If Rodgers retires next year, he's going to be walking away from $59.5 million that he's going to get. It's seemingly they've made this decision on, on, on Jordan Love, and now because the season has gone poorly, hey, this is the decision you made. Your future is now in Aaron Rodgers' hands. You more or less made the decision to move on from Jordan Love, and just because he played 10 great snaps on Sunday Night Football for the world to see doesn't mean you're now able to go, ooh, now we got to see if we have something in him, so if maybe we can move on from Aaron Rodgers. It's too late to me. You've already made those decisions. Yeah, and I, I, I want to go back to the fact that I do, I do feel for, for Jordan Love. Like, oh, yes. Absolutely. The way that we talk about him and the way that he's just inserted into conversations that he didn't ask to be inserted to, I mean, this is part of the business, and, and I get it, but like, the really, and I mean it, he couldn't have been dealt a worse hand in terms of a young quarterback trying to establish – what he can be in the National Football League and all the scrutiny that came with it, I feel bad for him. But at the same time, like the Packers made this bet and now they have to sleep in it. And I think Aaron Rodgers is being extremely logical for the way that he's approaching this coming up. And he's a competitor. If he's banged up, it doesn't matter. What do you think he's going to be like? Well, my thumb does kind of hurt. Sure, Packers, go ahead. I'll give you this opportunity to see what you got in my backup. I mean, what? That's the most <laughs> ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I mean, that's the most ridiculous thing I, I could ever imagine happening with a franchise. And if he or the Packers do do that, it's foolish in my opinion so I actually for once I am totally on board with Aaron Rodgers and look like last week I forget what he said but essentially it just sounded like he's the GM he's the head coach and he's the starting quarterback all wrapped into one which I think we already knew but I think this year more than ever Gabe and, and you hear more sound from him than I do this year more than ever it truly feels that way maybe because of the press conference that we saw where he aired all of his grievances and everything else that came along with it. So sometimes the way he words things, it, it, it makes us take a step back because we're like, wow, he really doesn't have to answer to anyone <laughs> within that organization. No. But that is the way this has been built now with him leading the way, which I don't necessarily blame the Packers for, but I kind of do because of the way things were handled up until this point. But I do think Aaron Rodgers could be a little more careful sometimes the way he words things like he is the only authority within that franchise and maybe sometimes rubs that rubs people the wrong way. But this situation ain't his fault. Yeah, and I think Football Power Index at ESPN.com gives the Packers a 2% chance at making the postseason. Right. So it's it's they're not going to make the playoffs. You know, Saying they're not going to win chance. out. They're not, yeah, but... When you are as competitive as a lot of these guys who make it to that level, Aaron Rodgers, the, the book on him is he is competitive in everything he does. 
You give him that 2% chance, even with the broken thumb, even with bad ribs, he's going to find a way. He, he wants to go out there and try to prove that he can still sling it and he can still win games, and that's what he's going to do this weekend against the Chicago Bears. Coming up next, which underdogs have the best chance to win outright in this packed football weekend? Well, we're going to tell you, but first, Shay's got to tell you about Indeed. What your small business needs is a hiring partner. Indeed's all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. The moment you sponsor a job post, you'll get instantly matched with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And you can flag applications that don't meet your must-have requirements. You will not pay for them, and they'll be replaced with free for an, they'll be replaced for free with another candidate on Indeed. Make the hiring process work for you. Just log in and get started today. It's Indeed.com/credit again. Indeed.com/credit. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM, Channel 80. I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Shea Cornett. Filling in for the guys this afternoon, having some fun, because how can't you? Week 13 of the NFL season, going to have a lot of great games there. Championship weekend in college football starts tonight. Listen to it right here on ESPN Radio with that Pac-12 championship game. Number 11, Utah, taking on number 4, USC. So we're going to have some fun with these games as we welcome in our producer, Devin Kane, as we play a fun little game. Which underdogs can win outright this weekend, Devin? All right, let's win some people some money here. Shay, let's start with you. You lead us off here. Green Bay, this is an important game for both of you. Mm -hmm. Green Bay at Chicago. Chicago is the underdog. They're getting three points, Shay. What do you like in this one? Uh, I like the Packers to continue to own the Bears. Pains me to say it. Uh, look, I know Justin Fields is likely going to start under center in this one. And, man, if this was a year where I thought the Bears could get the Packers, it is. It's just there's so many injuries. Eddie Jackson now outdone for the year. Darnell Mooney's not playing. I mean, they have injuries all over on both sides of the ball do the Bears. So while I think that, that uh, Justin Fields will play well in this game, and it might be close – I don't think the Bears can win outright. I just think they, they don't have an, they just don't have enough firepower at all. This game is so boring that people are trying to pretend to care that because whoever wins this game is going to have the most wins in NFL history, which isn't something I've really ever heard anyone ever care about. But both these teams are so bad. They were one and eight combined in the month of November. That's what people are trying to pretend to care about. But no, the Bears aren't going to win that game outright. 
All right, next up, Gabe, Jets. They're visiting Minnesota. They're getting three points. The Jets are. What do you like in this one? I really it, like. Gabe. I know you want to. Yeah, I really like jets, the Jets. I, I really it. like the Jets. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I love Robert Sala. I love what he's doing. It seems like, and, and look, I don't, I don't think Mike White is for real in terms of what he did last week, but I think he can manage this and, and allow that defense to do what they do, manage the game, maybe find Garrett Wilson for a couple of big plays here and there. He doesn't have to do anything spectacular, but I think the Jets can, are going to win outright. Yeah, I, that's what I want to do. I'm not going to do it, though. I'm not going to bite. I don't, I, don't think that, I don't think they can win outright. Well, you peer pressured me into it, and I know, now you're going to jump I knew off you'd the bite. ship? I knew you'd bite. Um, I don't think uh, – I th- I think that the Vikings are going to win this game outright. It's at home. They have too much talent. I think that the Jets keep it close. I think we continue to believe in Mike White. I think they cover, but they don't win outright. Can't do it. Nope. All right, let's get some college football in here. Number 10, Kansas State, the Big 12 championship, taking on number 3, TCU. Kansas State getting two and a half points. Shea, can they win outright? No, I think TCU runs away with this one. Um, this was a close game. I know TCU had a comeback from, I think, two touchdowns to win last time these two teams played, and I think TCU is a better team now. They understand how to win more. They know what's at stake. I think uh, TCU wins by a field goal, so I like TCU in this game. Yeah, I like TCU. I, Kansas State has been impressive with what they've been able to do this year, but I think TCU is going to rise to the occasion. They okay. certainly have seemed to do that down the stretch where they are not, they're not going to be denied. It seems like to me that they're absolutely going to be playing for a, for a college football national championship after they win the Big 12 championship game. And bowl season is here. You can tune in tomorrow for that Big 12 championship game power uh, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 11 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. It's uh, Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Gabe Nigel, Shea Cornette in for the guys playing a fun little game of which underdogs are going to win outright this weekend. All right, Gabe, we got the Washington Commanders taking on the New York Giants. The Giants are at home. Giants are home dogs plus two. Can they win outright, Gabe? I don't think so. I, I just don't know what to like about this Giants team other than Brian Dable. I think their head coach is 100% correct. They've got him in the right position. They have a lot of other things to figure out in terms of filling out that roster. I love the way Washington has been playing. I know it's tough to believe in uh, Taylor Heineke, but I'm going to continue to believe in Taylor Heineke. is 6-1 and one in his last seven games as a starter. Yeah, let's ride the hot hand. Let's ride those Washington commanders. I don't think the Giants win uh, this game either. And... Um... That hurts a little bit because I was a believer in this Giants team early on. I thought Daniel Jones was playing better. They were starting to have a little bit of juju. And now I think it's the commanders that have taken over that spot. Now that they've stuck into a quarterback, they have an identity. They're balanced. Their defense is playing better. Chase Young is getting healthy. Yeah, I like the commanders. All right, let's get a couple more in here. We got the Tennessee Titans. They're taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Titans are four, getting four and a half points. Shay, can they win outright? Ugh. Yeah, I think they can. I don't know. It feels like the Titans are due. I, it just feels like they're due for a good win. And and the Eagles have proven to be vulnerable the last couple of weeks, just finding ways that, in last-minute situations. I think the Titans, I know they rely too heavily on Derrick Henry. I know they can be one-dimensional. I know they suck in the red zone and, and on third <laughs> down sometimes. I know. But I uh, I like it. Give me the Titans, yeah. 
to win outright. Mm-hmm. No, I, I've got Philly. I think they they have shown some vulnerability, but you want to talk about vulnerability, that Tennessee, those Tennessee weapons outside of Derrick Henry, very vulnerable, not very good. Mike Vrabel's done an unbelievable job to get them in the position they're at, but they're not going to be able to win at Philadelphia. All right, real quick, the game tonight, college football, Utah, number 11. They're getting two and a half points, taking on number four, USC. Gabe, what do you think here? Yeah, I'm going chaos. I'm saying Utah wins. They won by a point earlier this season. Utah runs it back and throws some chaos into the college football playoff by pulling off the upset and winning outright in the Pac-12 championship. I like the chaos idea, but I don't think it happens in this game. I think USC is a better team now than when they played Utah last. When they did lose by a point, I also think this team knows what's at stake. So I think Utah uh, wins and covers with ease. But I would love a little chaos, Gabe, that's for certain. Yeah, I mean... I, I just room for chaos in a college football playoff. Is that too much to ask for? Just a little bit of chaos. I don't want vanilla. I don't want chalk. and Carlin weekdays on ESPN radio Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting technology, marketing and creative legal and administrative and customer support at Robert half. We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.